Okay, so before we get started with the class, a bit of uh, perhaps some clarification. And the point of clarification is that because uh, I can't exactly uh, like do the patching of the system immediately because we have an ongoing class. So just be mentally prepared that uh, I may have to sometimes go and manually flush the system. So um, what I what I experienced in the morning and earlier on for the two different classes is that uh, you know Windows Windows Windows. So there's this uh, background process that is called uh, Windows Audio Device Graph Isolation. So the program itself is actually very small. It's, um, it's a program that is inside the System32 uh, uh, folder. It's called AudioDG.exe. Basically the Audio Device Graph Isolation. And what it does, I uh, just did a search. What, is that, what it does is, is that um, <coughs> it is a daemon, it is a service that runs in the background to make sure that apps are kept in isolation, that uh, they don't, um, the, the, the specific details I haven't really gone into it, uh, but from what little I read so far is that it is there to manage the uh, audio access. Yeah. Fine and good, perfect, you know, nothing wrong with that, as with many things in Windows, <laughs> or computer systems for that matter. The trouble is, yeah, the, the file size is just 575k, I mean, that's awfully small for a Windows app, but given that it's a service, I wouldn't expect it to be super large, because it shouldn't have any, it doesn't have any UI, you know, many times UI code, they, they have a lot of cross-linking of this, the UI library, and then it becomes, yeah, system. Uh, system service code is usually very small because it's, it, it's at a lower like ring 0 or, or ring 1 you know so it, it, it usually it's not that big so but now um, just running for a short while uh, let me see if I can look at the, the details of how long it has been running so does it show uh, well, the thing is, like just now, since we started, uh, before just before we start, about fifteen minutes ago, I kill it and then well kill, end the the process and let it restart, and it started going from hundred plus megabyte to two hundred, four hundred, and it's still increasing, yeah, and it's now one gigabyte, one point two four gigabyte, one point two four six now, one point two five one, so that is clearly a memory leak. Yeah. So in software development, there's this concept of memory leaks where uh, to, to do some process, uh, programs need to uh, request for memory. So uh, it, it makes certain call, like let's say malloc, yeah, memory allocation, and then it uses it. But after using it, you're supposed to free it so that the system can reallocate it for other, other apps to use. <coughs> Um, so if the code is badly written, it allocates memory, but it doesn't free up the memory, then over time, you're going to end up having a lot of memory that has been allocated to you, to this app, but 
it's no longer in use and you just keep on asking for more memory but the the old memory after using you, you can actually free it you know memory is not like you use it and then it's gone you know it's, it's still there it's just that you need to free it then you can reuse it but if the app doesn't do the freeing properly then you have this situation where the memory itself let me tell you it is now 6.5% of total memory space yeah I this system in particular I actually beef it up um, oh actually it is now the highest is it is now 1.478 gigabyte yeah so this is crazy yeah uh, this particular system I actually beef it up uh, is that chip got the parts from Taobao uh, it has 32 gigabyte but <laughs> It sounds a lot, I mean it is a lot, but uh, at the rate that is burning, leaking memory, it's now 6.6% of memory used up, uh, which is 21% of memory use, yeah, total, which is other apps and everything else. But now this Windows Audio Graph Isolation app is still increasing, it's now 1.5 gigabyte, 1.6 gigabyte, and it's going to just keep on going up. Yeah, so uh, we're going to just start with the class, continue the class, but just keep in mind that uh, in case later on it crashes or you see like, hey, how come Super do they just keep on pausing and then clicking around? It's because this app uh, is, I think, a, a recent patch or something must have broken something else and then now it's leaking like crazy. Yeah, um, I probably have to go and take a look, uh, find out what's wrong um, and then try to fix it before the next class uh, so let me just clear it first let me just um, try to end this task yeah. hopefully the audio doesn't go away yeah so let me check and see whether All right, so good afternoon, brothers and sisters. I hope your weekend has been better than my computer. <laughs> yeah. So this isolation app thing is now 84, 90 megabyte and rising, going up to 100 megabyte. No apps, there's absolutely no app that is written properly that should just increase, you know, just keep on increasing no apps shouldn't be written in that way yeah whoever wrote this app <laughs> really need to go for review <laughs> like the, the 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 program manager didn't review the code didn't do stress testing yeah i mean this is just so nonsense how how can this happen so anyway <laughs> oh boy it's just so funny yeah um and unfortunately, I don't have access to the ring zero code. I don't have access to this um, this source code, so I can't debug it. I'll have to go and dig around and see if anybody else encountered this. And apparently, uh, just now in a short in interview interval between this class and the previous class, I was searching online and I found that uh, this is not a new problem. Apparently, users of Windows 7 and 8 had this problem. So it must have been fixed somehow and then now it's coming back. And maybe it's in 
in conjunction with some of the hardware that is being used. I don't know. Yeah. But in any case, it's still leaking now. It's 300 megabyte. Okay, let's start our class before it crashed the system again. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so last week we stopped here, uh, 3rd of May. Yeah, so we continue from this uh, paragraph uh, and go forward. So uh, I am. For today's session, I'm not keeping any browsers open because I, I want to isolate the problem. Um, uh, it seems to be stable, but the that module is still leaking. So your comments is going to appear in this uh, in this uh, in my phone. Alan says, think the link list not reinitiated. Well, I don't know. I don't know whether they are using link list, but they are definitely not uh, freeing up some memories. Yeah. Uh, so if you have privy to the source code, let me know. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have left the company already, and well, we'll see. Maybe somebody out there have some solution that we can use. Yeah. In the meantime, let's come back to the text. So this is the text. Uh, let me resize the screen. I think there are some text that got cropped. Yes. Yeah. Let me just uh, resize it a bit. And adjust it. Okay, this is good. So this is the the text itself uh, and Shi Puti replied Shi Puti Yan Sen Do Si Zhen then the Buddha replied again Shi Puti Zhu Wei Chen Rulai Shuo Fei Wei Chen Si Ming Wei Chen Rulai Shuo Si Jie Fei Si Jie Si Ming Si Jie so this is a standard formula if you uh, so by now you should see that there's always this formula Fei oh sorry this is really thick just now I was all zoom out, so let me just change it to a smaller one. So we have Fei X Suming X. Yeah. Rulai Shuo X Fei X Suming X. Yeah. So um this, this is what I oftentimes encourage students to do that when you learn the Dharma you must know that Dharma itself is all about patterns about the, the reality of things yeah. the reality of the patterns yeah. how there are certain sequences in this world and so if you look at many suttas there's some underlying pattern that's being described yeah, in words yeah. but patterns itself is patterns yeah. so here the pattern is uh, for or someone show x yes fei x suming x yeah this is the pattern so let's let's take a look xia mian di er duan hua chu fei shi so this is the ke pan yeah that basically this is the ke pan here no ke pan is like the topic outline this topic outline is done by some of the masters in the original sutra is just the main text 
So the masters, um, after learning the text, then they they structure it and uh, put in like a, the outline yes, to 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 aid people's uh, aid our learning. No? So this section is then categorized under Hua Chu Fei Shi. Yeah. That the that the manifested place is unreal as well. Uh, so what about it? That even the place in which the Buddha teach is also unreal. Yeah, it's also unreal. 前面疑是名字如当奉持 So the earlier verse, yeah, uh, by this name, should you uh, practice and uh, apply the teachings. Yeah, so referring to the Dhamma Sutra, that as far as the name itself, this is how you should practice. Yeah.是说明常能用金刚般若观照见一切法，是离一切相。令心无分别也通达如来说法是无所说。Yeah, so the earlier verse uh, is actually doing what? 是说明, is to elucidate yeah, uh, that if you are able to frequently yeah, uh, make use of the diamond wisdom, the impervious wisdom, the unbreakable wisdom, the 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 the, the wisdom that is um, that is uh, impervious, strong, yeah. So the perfection of wisdom, in that sense, and be able to use that to do what? To to observe and see, yeah. What we usually say, direct seeing, see directly uh, all phenomena. What about this all phenomena? That all, all phenomena, in fact, the true nature of all phenomena is beyond concepts, beyond labels, beyond uh, such, uh, what do you call that, uh, signs, so to speak. Yeah. So once we can see that, then we see our, we realize that whatever forms, whatever features, whatever concepts there is, is an illusory aspect, yeah, temporal condition. Yeah. So then our mind stops grasping onto all that and hence non discriminating. So Nantong Da Rulai Sofa So this part here, Rulai Sofa. Then we can penetrate into the truth that even the the teachings, the the, the Buddha giving teachings uh, is when it's here, Wu as we have learned before, is referring to that the teachings itself is also illusory, is like the finger pointing to the moon, it's not the moon. Yeah. Uh, so, so, in this way, then it's considered learning the perfection of Wisdom Sutra. Uh, this is what is named by uh, observing and practicing. Yeah. So usually when we observe the tricosm world, yeah, when we do that uh, first of all this statement is interesting, uh, yeah. 
uh, uh, Alan, Alan says, Alan, not Alan, so-called Alan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Alan is not Alan. He's called Alan. Because if he is not Alan, that's why we call him Alan. That's why there's a need to call him Alan. If he's already Alan, no need to give, it, give him the name Alan. Already Alan, what? Then you don't have another, give another name. Yeah. The fact that we call Apple Apple is because by itself, it doesn't have the name Apple nor any Appleness. So we attribute and label it Apple so that we can identify it as Apple, but still not Apple. Huh? Mm. Now, if you apply that to other aspects, yeah, irritating person is not irritating, but it's labeled irritating. Oh, what, what is the implication? Yeah, think about it. Now, here this statement, 通常我们观察三千大千世界的时候, you know, when I see this statement, uh, I, I can't help but chuckle. Uh. Uh, my teacher say it so matter-of-factly, as though we can really see the trichosm world. Yeah. On one level, we can say, for those who can see the full, expand, full extent of the trichosm world, yeah, most of us can't. Most of us can't see beyond Singapore, yeah, whether literally or, or figuratively. Now, because our vision has limits, we cannot see beyond sometimes even our house because our view is blocked. For those of us who are living on high rise, we can see further, but only that far. Yeah, so, um, literally, we can't see the whole trichosm, but there are those who have the psychic vision who can really see the trichosm world. But uh, here, there's another level of meaning, which is even if you see within your house, your room, yeah, within the confines of your physical limits, yeah, this is this is part of the trichosm world. Yeah, so, can be at that level also. Just give me a second. Let me go and clear that that program it is now tipping 2 gigabyte oh boy I mean I do have 32 gigabyte but anytime some program is having memory leaks it's going to cause other programs to go into some problem yeah yeah because that memory allocated if it's not flushed properly uh, it can sometimes cause other programs to malfunction so anyway, back to the text. So, 通常我们观察三千大千世界的时候，会认为，呃，是由微细的物质组成啊组成的。Yeah. So when we observe this world, uh, we we usually think of it as that there are fine particles coming together to form up this world. Yeah. And, uh, in a way, if you think about it, this is not just a Buddhist, uh, like the the ancient scholar view. Uh, but uh, scientifically seem to attest to that, isn't it? Yeah, that there are molecules, <coughs> there are atoms and molecules, and then piecing up to form the larger things. Of course, in uh, in the in the quantum physics, then uh, some of this definition kind of break down. So, so let's take a look. 看大地实在就是大就是土嘛。啊,土很很微細,很微細的。科學家又安利出很多的名字, uh, uh, so my teacher also mentioned about scientists. Yeah, that if you look at the great earth, yeah, the great earth itself is truly, you know, the, the, the soil. And the soil has a lot of fine particles. 
know, comprising together. So then the, the, my teacher mentioned that scientists also establish a lot of names. Yeah. So all these fine particles. So here Wei Chen can literally mean dust, can also mean all the fine particles. Yeah. And in this case, fine particles in all likelihood can also can be uh, referring to what we would call atoms or the smaller quads or maybe even the quantum particles. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you see some uh, articles uh, drawing parallels. That see here the Buddha say Wei Chen is referring to the boson particles. Uh, I I don't know. Yeah, I I really don't know, because the Buddha never used any terms that uh, that break down in the same granularity as what modern science has discovered. Now I'm not suggesting that the Buddha know more or less than modern science, but they are simply different. Why? Because take for example when we look at the human body, the Buddha very clearly only described 36 parts. Yeah? When he described the 36 parts of the body that is impure, uh, he didn't go into the firmer bone, this bone, that bone, he didn't go into all the subtle different aspects of the ear, you know, all the things that modern science have outlined. He didn't describe describe the Jing Ruo, you know, and Jing Mai and things like that. Yeah. Uh Wei La, the Buddha didn't describe any of this. Yeah. So does it mean that the Buddha has less wisdom than modern science or TCM? Yeah. If we if we if we think that the Buddha was trying to describe medical science, then it will appear that he falls short. But if we look at those texts talking about impurity of the body, he was trying. He was not trying to get his students to understand medical science. He was teaching them, or he was uh, elucidating to the fact that whatever beauty we see in this body, our attachment to it being wonderful, pure, and pristine, uh, is a flawed premise. Yeah, that we only see the facade. This facade of beauty, of cleanliness, of of pristineness, yeah, is a flawed perception. It's a distorted perception. Yeah. So that was his aim. And to that end, it served its purpose, which is to show us that truthfully, when you think about it, it's a lot of parts. Yeah. First of all, a lot of parts. And if you can agree with that, then you examine each part and say, okay, is any of this part conforming to what you observe as a whole. As a whole, it appears to be pristine, beautiful, pure, and wonderful. Yeah? Individually, would you still attribute the same characteristics? Probably not. In all manner of speaking, uh, you wouldn't call head hair, body hair, native skin in isolation pristine, beautiful. Yeah? You wouldn't call the in internal parts as something that you want to hold and cherish, right? <clears throat> but yet, put together in a certain order, in a certain sequence, yeah, in a certain fashion, then suddenly there's a perception of beauty. Yeah. So when the Buddha described the human body, it was not aimed at medical discovery. It was aimed rather at helping us to have a more comprehensive, complete view. 
yeah, so that we we are able to transcend our grasping, our attachment, our holding on to identification with this body. Yeah, that for what purpose? Not by not as an end by itself, but so that we don't suffer from that grasping. Similarly, I will look at this and say, when the Buddha described uh, in the text of fine particles, I, I don't see any evidence of him trying to establish some uh, empirical, scientific um, understanding of the world. Yeah, he was not um, like going in, in that direction. Uh, some people try to say that, oh no, but 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 the Buddha, Buddha is you know super wise and everything and so he has perfect wisdom and knowledge so he must know about the internet there's no evidence of that he must know about quantum physics there's no clear evidence of that yeah there are people who draw parallel between some of the terms in modern science and some of the teachings uh, i think it's a nice idea but uh, for me personally i wouldn't go that far i would say that if we look at it in terms of the, the angle in terms of what the Buddha was trying to bring across, then it would appear that the Buddha was trying to was not trying to establish an empirical scientific understanding, but rather, oftentimes he 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 described them in ways that people can understand enough so that they can come to a a, a more uh, uh, key point that he's driving at and in this case is the insubstantiality of things so so regardless of how you want you break it down suffice to say that if you look at all the different things and if you, if you somehow manage to smash them down okay don't care how how much you smash you smash them enough you'll find that there are a lot of particles a lot of things that come together okay so this question yeah. So So in that case, are all the fine particles uh, uh, large in numbers or not? Yeah, yeah, that's really a lot. Yeah. So So the Buddha further illustrate. Shibuti, yeah, all these uh, dust particles, or all these particles, yeah, the Buddha says that they are not uh, particles. That means they are not substantially particles. It's merely labeled particles. So,若在佛的大智慧来看，那个微尘就是没有微尘，是明微尘. Yeah, my teacher uh, over here just say 没有微尘. But here, mewita means there's no substantial particles. Yeah, there's no inherent particles that you can grasp on to say this is the substantial particle that is unchanging. Yeah, no, such a thing don't exist. Uh, from the Buddha's great wisdom, looking at things. Just give me a second. That uh, looks like it's gonna rain. I'm gonna turn on the the lights. Uh, the webcam is very good. Yeah, the system actually uh, do white balance, so it looks almost the same. But actually, it's quite dark now. So I'm going to turn it on. Yeah, so you see, brightness is not brightness; it's just labeled brightness. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, now it doesn't really look that much difference. Maybe a bit more yellowish, 
uh, you can see the, the reflection of the, uh, the light at the back. Yeah, there's a glass wall here. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, the lighting seems the same. It's because the, the camera actually do calibration. Yeah. So <coughs> let's continue. So 大地实在来说是众生业力所变现的 yeah, So from the Buddhist angle, the great earth uh, is not independently existing also It is through our common, uh, this karmic force that manifests yeah. So my teacher says, 有人曾问我, someone asked him before 世界是怎么开始的? So this world, how did it come about? So, 如果承认世界是上帝创造的,就是从上帝那里开始的. So, if we agree, uh, or we uh, 承认, how do you say 承认? If we admit, or we recognize that this world is created by some divine God, yeah, some God, some higher being, yeah, 就是从上帝那里来开始的, then it starts with the that God. So for Buddhist, so in Buddhism we don't recognize the the have, we don't have such a belief, yeah, of such a creator God. So So in that case, well in Buddhism we don't have such, such a belief then for Buddhism, for Buddhists, how do how do we look at this world? Yeah, how does it start? Yeah, this is the question. <laughs> Interesting, uh. So my teacher replied, From the falsehood discrimination in our mind, it starts. Yeah, this world starts from there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when the mind discriminate in a certain way, yeah. So in this way, in that way, then what happens? Then it plants the seeds. Yeah. So this is an analogy that is found predominantly in the Yogacara school, but also in Anguttara Nikaya and in various suttas where the Buddha described the the coming energy being planted like a seed. Yeah. So we can say that in the Pali Canon, it started off as the, with the Buddha using seeds as a metaphor. But in the later school in Yogacara, then this metaphor kind of take a life of its own, yeah, become, uh, become the, the, like, um, it's like, on on, in a sense, when you look at the Yogacara text, uh, in some cases it does allude to that this is a metaphor, yeah. Uh, but sometimes the description becomes so prevalent that people take it as though there's really some seeds hiding somewhere in our mind, you know. Yeah. But from the start, it was always a metaphor yeah, to help people understand it. Because otherwise, how do you explain abstract concepts? You know? So using things that people could relate to, you know, seeds. Because um, India has always has long been an agrarian society so they subsist on farming right even until today a good part of india subsists on farming yeah only the city and certain high-tech uh, states yeah they they have 
uh, so much uh, involvement in technology. Yeah, but uh, by and large, in those days, not just India, but human society had uh, been primarily agrarian in the past. So you'll find that in many school of thoughts or religion or even language, uh, there's a lot of idioms, a lot of uh, metaphor using seeds. Yeah, and it's because it's something we are familiar with. Yeah? And, and that's why nowadays when you see uh, many of us giving talks, then we tend to use things like mobile phone. <laughs> you know? We use modern concepts because then people can understand. Yeah? So when, here when you talk about seeds, yeah, it's with reference to what was common. Yeah? And I would say that this became uh, very prevalent in certain schools because it's helpful. Yeah, for us to understand how the mind works. Yeah. Uh, so, so the mind is like that. Yeah. The mind discriminates, and then this discrimination plants a potential in, the, in itself. And this potential, we describe it using seeds. Yeah. So, but you, you notice that, like over here, that is almost as though there's really some seeds. Yeah. So, call it seeds, call it whatever, you know. The, the term seeds is just a label, right? Yeah, and it's to help us understand uh, the function. Yeah. So seeds, when you plant into the soil, what happens after a while? The seeds germinate, sprout, and then grow. Yeah. So similarly, when you plant a certain seed in your mind, the, the point of this teaching that the Buddha was trying to give is that uh, seeds have the potential to give rise to to, to a plant to a fruit in due time yeah so uh, so whatever happened later uh, sprout from this seeds yeah so this part is how my my teacher described or replied to the question that was posed to him yeah about how this will come about you know, how this will come about if you excuse me <laughs> sorry uh, last time giving talks in uh, centers, I never have to worry about raining, uh, but now on my own I have to go and close the windows. Okay. Okay, I'm back. Close the windows. Ah, much needed rain. This is one good rain. The whole view is all blurred out. Yeah, it's been quite humid and uh, hot. Um, when there are conditions, there's rain. No conditions, no rain. Whether you like the rain or not, that's your problem. The rain will come when there are conditions. 
And if you like rain and do, and wish there were rain, if there are no conditions, there's still no rain. The rain is not trying to be funny, not trying to teach you a lesson, not trying to make your life miserable or happy. But when there are conditions, it rains. When there are no conditions, it doesn't rain. Yeah, the trouble is we don't accept it. We cannot accept it. So when we cannot accept it, then we are unhappy. Yeah, and uh, at the same time, when it rain, according uh, when it rain and it is aligned with our wishes, or rather, let's put it the other way, when our wishes is aligned with the weather, then we are happy with the weather. Yeah, when it's not aligned, then we are not happy. Yeah, that's that's our problem. Yeah. Reality don't care about how we feel. Ever ever wonder the weather don't care about how we feel? You like it or not, if it has to rain, it has to rain. When there are conditions it will rain. You like it or not, when it cannot it doesn't rain, you can have cloud, black cloud, everything, no rain. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I look at weather, I look at all this and I'm like, yeah, this is Dhamma, you know. This kind of summarizes our, our life, you know, our unenlightened life. When we are unenlightened, we cannot accept it when it doesn't go according to our wishes. Yeah. Enlightenment, it doesn't mean that the rain stops raining. It doesn't mean that the rain will, doesn't mean that the cloud will rain according to your wishes. But it just means that you you come to the clarity that it rains when it has to rain. Yeah. It's not whether you accept it or not as well. It's not that oh you know sometimes you say you must accept the truth. Whether you accept or not, it's gonna be like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just that if you can accept it, then you don't suffer over it. Yeah. Enlightened ones don't really accept or don't accept. They just see that this is how it is. It's just like when you wake when you, at night and it's dark, do you accept that it's dark? Actually, there's no acceptance of whether it's dark or, or not. It is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, with, with the sun. Right? In the morning when it, it's time sun will rise, it's not about whether you accept or not the sun will, will do its thing. Of course, in reality, the sun is not doing its thing, it's going in a different trajectory, but relative to us, it appears like the sun has risen. Yeah. So, uh, where were we? <laughs> uh, so my teacher re re uh, replied to that. So here, 比如说这个静坐时, 这一支香做得很好做得不好做得不好做得不好。So uh, for example, in a certain sitting, yeah, when you're doing sitting meditation, and in particular session, yeah, so this 一支香, it is a Chinese expression, 一支香, and it refers to one session of practice. Uh, and it has the basis that in the past, they measure time by the incense. Yeah, so they will burn the incense and it's, and it's pretty accurately calibrated more or less. So one incense, a standard incense, is about one and a half hours or one hour. Yeah, so there are different lengths if they if I think that it doesn't need. 
Yeah, so using that, they measure how long their practice is going to be. Nowadays, we use our handphone. We use Insight Timer. We use different apps to measure time. Yeah? Or we use our handphone or clock or alarm and so on and so forth. In the past, they use an incense. Yeah? So incense in the Chinese uh, culture uh, plays slightly different role. Yeah? Not just to purify the air, but also to, to track time. Yeah? So Itzixiang basically means one session of, of practice. So in this case, one session of sitting, yeah, maybe in a particular session of sitting, what happened? Yeah, the sitting itself is not good. And by not good, usually it means that we want to remain focused, we cannot focus. We want to be alert, we cannot be alert. Uh, we want to sit, our leg is painful. We want to sit up straight, our back is painful. Nothing goes right. Huh? In this case, yeah, our mind is distracted or that means it's too, too energetic. <clears throat> or uh, we are drowsy, that means too dull. Yeah. So, yeah, so either way. <clears throat> Let me double check. So, uh, because sometimes some students uh, in the class <clears throat> they observe certain things and they are not able to, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like sometimes the voice go out or some technical problem I'm not aware they will text me so I just want to check make sure that everything is okay mm. okay good so then what happened uh, then maybe another sitting oh it's quite good yeah so in our mind then it's what so this Ming my teacher explained Ming Liao Jijing. Yeah. So let me just zoom in to write down. Oops. Eh, what happened? Eh, what happened? How come they come? Oh. Somehow, eh, wait. seem to have jumped. Uh. Oh dear, did it jump? I think it has jumped. Ah, oh, sometimes. That's why sometimes you know, yeah. Okay, here. Uh, somehow, when I scroll and it resize, then the pagination um, go off. Yeah, I can sort of appreciate that uh, sometimes it's not as easy as it may seem. Okay, very good. So, Ming Liao Jijing. Let me just zoom in here so I can write properly because it's not easy to write uh, at this size. So, Ming Liao. Jijing. So Ming Liao means the mind is clear, yeah, uh, and it is not drowsy. Ji Jing means it's quiet, not distracted. Yeah. So this Ming Liao Ji Jing, Ming Jing Zhu is related to this Huan San Luan Huan Chen. So if your if your mind is Ming Liao, then it is not Huan Chen. If it's Ji Jing. Then it is not San Luan. 
so this term 明了明镜而住 is the opposite of this 昏沉散乱 so 或者是修波若的无相观很相应 or maybe you do contemplation cultivation of the of the perfection of wisdom the wisdom that is featureless yeah signless conceptless transcending all labels yeah and oh you can connect quite well yeah then what happened下再下一次想心里还是妄想分成 yeah, then suddenly the next the next session when you sit then full of thoughts yeah full of thoughts all over the place or you're drowsy yeah or both then it, what happened? Then it seems like the previous sitting, yeah, was a good sitting, seems like it's for nothing, huh? Then is that the case? Uh, let's take a look. 因为前面一直想明镜的力量在心里熏熄了多少力量, yeah. 没有关系，等到又有一只箱做得很好，就是前面那个力量，呃，重现重，呃，那个力量重，现在强了多少，就是这样辗转的渐渐的增多了。So in other words, when we sit one session good, one session bad, two session good, three session bad, you know, seems to be you know, just flipping, flipping, flipping. So my teacher is explaining that, um, in fact, when we have good sitting, it's actually because of the seeds that is planted in the past. Yeah, that means when we say past, doesn't just mean past life. Uh, maybe the previous sitting or previous previous sitting. So plant the seed. So then, when it reach a certain point and it's strong enough, then it manifests. Yeah, but if you continually practice, then slowly, slowly. Uh, it become uh, how I call it? it start to bear fruit oh. let me just uh, go and reset it is now 4.5 gigabyte ah, goodness <laughs> yeah so we can choose to not accept that and then like fret over it or you can just say okay what is the next best thing let me just reset it okay so it seems to work so far just doing the reset Okay, so let's take a look. Ru da chan chi shi. Biru, oh sorry, uh, let me zoom out a bit more. So, zai biru da chan chi shi. Da chan chi shi. So, when you do, uh, let's say, a meditation retreat, yeah, maybe seven days. Nengo di si tian yo yi zi xiang zuo de bu chuo. 第五天就有两只箱做得不错，第六天、第六、第七天可能更多，也可能减少。So yeah, maybe um, on the fourth day you can have one session that is not bad. Many times when we go for a retreat, we expect the whole sitting, the whole day to be good. Now my teacher is saying maybe you go for a seven days retreat, and only on the fourth day then you have one session that is good. Now this is quite different from what some people experience, isn't it? Some people go to some places, wow, every session the, the teacher prays you, wow, you are sitting very well, wow, you are having jhana. Uh, I, I, 
I, I have my monastic training after uh, in such an environment. Yeah, we, we don't we don't just uh, bestow on people like wow you have this accomplishment that accomplishment that and whether it's true or not that's a big question mark. Uh. Yeah, so my teacher's assessment is our example is maybe in a seven day retreat on the fourth day you can have one good sitting. And then subsequently on the fifth day you can have two sessions. And maybe on the six and seven days you can have more or you may have less. Yeah. So you you um, if you consider your own experience you may find that ah okay. So that is quite common. Uh. Yeah. Having the right expectation in our practice is important. Otherwise you get you get disheartened and you may get disappointed for the wrong reason. Yeah, you go in thinking that oh every sitting should be good. Yeah, in one day retreat, wow, you have jhana, you have what? Yes, if you have been doing your regular practice or intensive practice for a long time, then your that one day retreat is just another retreat for you. Yeah, but for most people it's not. Oh. So Tsuyang, Yo Suho Ti, Yo Suho Kao, Yo Suho Sao, Yo Suho Duo. Zujian Zujian the Zong Xiu Yo Tian. So yeah. So so sometimes low, sometimes high, sometimes less, sometimes more. Yeah, but gradually, gradually, not spontaneous, not suddenly, but gradually, yeah. Up to one day, ultimately one day. Yeah, ultimately one day. Yeah, so persistence is important. You must keep up the practice. Yeah, then what happens? Yeah. So yeah. So this doesn't happen by chance, it doesn't happen instantly, it takes time. Yeah. But the question is, do we have that patience? Are we ready to put in the effort, the time to do the practice? No? So what does this mean? You must slowly uh, this word shinsi is again a very yogachara term. Shinsi yeah. literally means to perfume. Perfume. So you have you burn an incense and then after a while, even without the incense burning, the the furniture nearby all have that sandalwood smell. Yeah, so it perfumes per, 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 uh, it perfumes the place. Yeah, it it uh, leaves a scent on things. Oh. So this word shin si, yeah, shin has the perfume meaning. Si is repeated. Yeah. So after much repet repetitive uh, planting of the seeds, perfuming of the seeds, then you can succeed. So you see, Alaya consciousness. So my teacher, when he teach Dhamma Sutra, he also bring in the Alaya consciousness. So this is Alaya. Alaya. So this is Ying Yi, transliteration. The meaning of Alaya is storage, or storage consciousness. So it's describing that a part of our consciousness has this function to store the seeds. Yeah. 
So my teacher is saying that this Allah consciousness is very important. Uh, so the results of this perfuming uh, is taught in Allah consciousness. So another time, maybe the the perfuming is very good, well done. Then it increases the original strength, yeah, the original power. So maybe initially there is uh, a degree of 10 yeah, of that strength. Uh, and then the second time when you perfume it, yeah, then what happened? Then it increased to 15 degrees. Yeah. Then so accumulatively, yeah. Then over time, ultimately, you succeed. So where does jhana come from? It comes from this. Yeah, you just keep on doing or sitting. But you must, of course, do the practice correctly. Yeah. Then the 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 propensity for quietness, calmness, is planted over time. And when it has accumulated to a certain degree, then it manifests, and then you experience jhana. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. So, yeah. so, what about uh, the defilements of greed? Yeah. Where does it come from? Yeah. It's the same. Yeah, the, the initial greed that yeah, you have, yeah, it perfumes the seed. Then subsequently when there are conditions, you again give rise to grief. Yeah. Then when there are conditions, again you give rise to grief. Then repeatedly and uninterruptedly you keep on you know perfuming new seeds of on grief. Then what happened? Then the power of greed becomes stronger. But here I want to highlight something. So my teacher is figuratively speaking here. Because is there a first greed? No, there's no first greed. Yeah, so if you are to uh, arbitrarily uh, draw a line here to say this is the, the start of your consideration, then from this point of it, your the first instance of greed that you can that, that you observe, let this be the first instance of grief. Yeah, arbitrarily we can draw a line and then from then on the first instance of grief. That's all you can say. You cannot find the f there's no real first instance of grief because that first instance of grief there were past instances of grief as well. Oh, so I want to highlight this. Oh, the first instance is there a first instance? No. So, uh, so the same goes for our temper. Yeah, when we get upset, yeah, we give in to our anger, our wrath. Yeah, the first time, then you know, mind becomes stronger. Yeah, subsequently, again and again. Become stronger and stronger. Yeah. 
，再愤怒力量就再加强一点，再愤怒力量又加强了，啊 ，so cumulatively， so 有人称心大，有人称心小，称心不是很大，有也有人贪心很大，称心不大，有的贪贪心很大，贪心不大，有的贪有的人贪心大，称心也大，智慧很少，啊 ，so all the different meditation。Yeah, some people, yeah, what happened? 有的人嗔心大 ，so some of them hatred, great, yeah, very great, very big. Then some people 嗔心大，嗔心不是很大 ，so for some people then hatred is not so great. Then for other people, the greed, the greed itself is very great, but the hatred is not so great. There are some people hatred is great, the but the greed is not so great. There are some people both the greed is great, hatred is also great, and the wisdom is not so great. There are some people greed is great, hatred is great, eh? But the wisdom is also also great. <laughs> This is funny, ah. Ah, one chain, two yam, totally different. Ah, 怎么回事呢？ Uh, how, how is this the case? 都是由自己不断熏习来的。Yeah, so all this is true. Our repeated, yeah, uninterrupted, uh, unending, ceaseless, yeah, uh, perfuming, planting of the seeds. Yeah, 因为熏习的不一样，不同。Yeah, 都都是由自己不断熏习来的。So it's true our own perfuming. And because our perfuming is not the same, yeah, because the frequency is different. And because we plant different seeds, so the result is different. Ah, the result is different. Oh, ah, so over here, ah, today's class, a huge part of it, my teacher want to highlight this. Oh, so this is. We can use this as a reminder. Yeah, check ourselves. What are we planting? Yeah, what kind of seeds are we planting? Are we planting the seeds of anger? Are we planting the seeds of greed? Are we planting seeds of kindness? Are we planting seeds of compassion? Yeah, what are we planting? Yeah, and we must know that whatever we plant, in due time. Manifest again, yeah. So if you want to be a happier person, you must plant the seeds of seeds, not plant the seeds of happiness. Ah, I mean, think about it. If you can just directly plant seeds of happiness, who would want to plant, right? Yeah. But there are conditions for happiness to arise, and in this case, if you plant love, compassion, and wisdom, then happiness will follow you. Yeah. If you plant wholesomeness, happiness will follow you. Yeah. Uh, if you plan greed, hatred, and delusion, suffering will follow you. Okay. Hmm. So, I hope uh, this session uh, can be of benefit to all. And I like to again take the opportunity to wish 
all the mothers happy mother's day may all uh, keep safe keep healthy be well and happy Right, 起立。